Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Living Testimony podcast with your host, your boy and your brother in Christ, Sheni Oyewumi. I hope you all have had a blessed week or two weeks actually since the last episode. We're in double digits now, well plus one. Today is episode 11. Once again, really excited to share this one with you. I've had about two weeks to plan it after God put it into my heart within five minutes of worship, ironically, since I spoke about heart of worship not too long ago. But yeah, I'm really excited about today's episode and it derives, well, let me explain how I got to it. So it was two Sundays ago, I was just worshipping after a service and I was singing to probably my favourite worship song, which is He's Able. Now, if you know that worship song, it's derived from Ephesians 3.20, which says God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask for, according to his power that works within us. You know, you sing that part of the song at the intro all the time. We've all heard this verse many times before. It's one of those verses that lifts your spirit, gets you excited, especially when you're down. But for some reason, when I was singing it, I couldn't get my mind off the last part. You know, we always think of the part that says God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. And we say, yay, praise God. And we get excited because it just shows the type of God we serve, that he will not just give you what you need, but he will give you exceedingly and abundantly. But the last part of that verse is what really caught my attention. And I think that's the seed that God placed in my heart. And that was according to his power that works within us. And so I really sat down and reflected and I thought to myself, do we really recognize the power that we possess through Christ Jesus, through being a believer? Because a lot of times we ask for God to reveal his power, reveal this unknown power. We know God is this, you know, this big, powerful God who can do what he wants when he wants. But a lot of times we ask him to reveal this power when well and truly it's right in front of us. He has already given it to us. And I think this is something a lot of Christians, we tend to be guilty of, including myself. And that's the fact that we don't exercise the power that God has given us enough. And we tend to search for worldly power. We lust for worldly power, should I say. But there's a power that is greater than all powers. Just like there's a name above every name. There's power that's greater than all powers. A power that is eternal. A power that no man can take from you, like they can in this world. And that's God's power. And so in this episode, I just thought, I would share my meditation, what God put in my heart. The three ways in which God's power works within us, but only if we recognize it and exercise it. So the first way in which God's power works within us is the power of the mind. We all know the Bible verse, you know, it tells us as a man thinketh, so is he. And as I've said many times on this podcast before, Romans 12, 2, which tells us to not conform to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed in the renewing of our mind. And it's through the renewing of your mind that your spiritual eyes actually open and you realize just how powerful God is and how much power you have inside of you, behind you and surrounding you. And this is really what happened in 2 Kings 6 with Elisha when his servant was scared that they were about to fall into the hands of the enemy as they were fast approaching them. And Elisha told his servant that those who are with us are more than those who are with them. But the servant didn't get it because he was just seeing things with his own eyes. And that's why Elisha then prayed to God that he would open the spiritual eyes of his servant so he could see the hills full of horses and chariots. 
and God did so. You see, when you have no doubts in your mind about the power on your side and within you, you'll just start to view the attacks from the enemy as an opportunity for God to exercise his power in your life. Just like Elisha did, he was so calm and collected because he knew the God he served and he knew the power he possessed through serving that God. But let's keep it real. We all know how exhausting the battle of the mind alone can be. That battle in your mind can physically exhaust you. Our minds are constantly filled with impurities, doubts and just fear. Like, let's think about it this way. When was the last time you turned on the news or you read it online, however you consumed the news, and you actually celebrated the news that they were reporting? Everywhere we turn to, there's one form of fear-mongering or another. And if you're not careful, those fears will actually affect your reality. And this is where you have to remember what God said in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, which says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Remember that he's given you a spirit of power, love and sound mind. I just want you to remember those three things because they're all in correlation. And I'll talk a bit more about it later. But more importantly, I also want to bring up the importance of keeping thoughts captive, as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10 verses 5. If you listen to the last episode I released, which was Breaking the Molds, I said that the devil isn't bothered about you going to church or worshipping. He's only bothered when you change your mind and therefore his number one objective is to infiltrate your mind. And this comes in various shapes and forms. This can be through industries, whether that's music, film, TV. It can also be through people. But it's so critical and important that you develop the ability to keep thoughts captive and rebuke them immediately. Because not every seed planted in your mind is meant to be watered. And this is where we can be our own worst enemy through overthinking. We dwell on things that we should be rebuking. And this is where you also have to remember God's word in the Bible and use it to just combat those thoughts that have been planted in your mind to destroy you. And I think this links in perfectly with the second way in which God's power works within us. And that is through the power of the tongue. For we know the power of life and death lies within the tongue. But many people underestimate the impact the power of the tongue can have on the mind when well and truly they're in direct correlation. In Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and down into the sea and it will happen, but you must really believe it and it will happen if you have no doubt in your heart. Now, most of us who have read or heard that scripture in the past would have associated it with the physical realm, but well and truly, the mountains that are standing in your way and have been stopping you from moving forward and progressing in life are most likely in your mind and they will not go until you command them to leave out loud with your words. And this is why prayer is so, so important. And we must know the promises of God, meditate on them and repeat them to God in prayer and speak them over your life as if they're daily affirmations, which they are until they become our reality. And even when they become your reality, don't stop praying and don't stop speaking life over yourself. You just cannot stop. There's too many attacks from the enemy to stop. We've all been in situations where someone has promised us something, but we've been hesitant or scared to bring it up to them or remind them. Well, thankfully, that's not the case with our God, because I think, in fact, it's the complete opposite. God loves it when you remind him of his promises that he's made to us, because it's actually a direct acknowledgement of his power, which so often we fail to recognize. We underestimate it or just completely forget it when we need to call upon it the most. And on that topic, I think it's imperative that as children of God, we know the different names of God because those names in themselves are wrapped in so much power. Elohim, my creator, Jehovah, my Lord God, El Shaddai, my supplier, Adonai, my master, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Nissi, 
my banner. If you want to exercise God's power that works within you, you must directly call upon his names because as the Bible says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Now, if you're like me and you've watched professional sports, you'll understand that the tongue is arguably the most powerful part of the body. When it comes to boxing or UFC, a fight can be won or lost before either of the fighters have even stepped into the ring, just via the trash talking and the mind games that are played between one another. And from a young age, we were taught the saying, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And while this is a great saying aimed to teach you not to allow harmful words to affect you, it's just slightly unrealistic because, again, let's be honest, let's be transparent. We've all experienced being on the end of some harsh words that have just pierced our hearts and sent our minds into overdrive. And sadly, on many occasions, it's the people closest to you who are guilty of doing so. And so on that note, I just want to remind you not to underestimate the power of the tongue and to remind you that every word you speak is in fact a seed. And as they say in the superhero films, with great power comes great responsibility. So be careful how you use it because what you sow, you reap. You were not given this power to bring others down, but to lift them up, to speak life into relationships, speak life into situations and just be a source of life with your words. Now, the first two sources of power you probably could have predicted, but the third and final one I'm going to touch on might catch you by surprise. So, as I said before, Ephesians 3.20 was the inspiration behind this episode. But as we tend to do when we see these verses that are so popular, we never tend to read the whole chapter to understand the context. And so whilst Ephesians 3.20 tells us God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask for according to the power that works within us. A few verses before in the prayer for Ephesians, that's what the chapter is titled. It actually says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. And so we see there that God's power that works within us is rooted in love. And it's just no coincidence that the word love appears 300 times in the King James Bible, 348 times in the New American Standard Bible, 551 times in the New International Version, and 538 times in the New Revised Standard Version. So you get the gist. And I believe that's why when Jesus was asked what was the most important commandment, he responded that it is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength and that the second most important commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself so the truth is God's power cannot manifest in your life if your heart isn't right if your heart isn't for him and if your heart is stony Jesus did not have to heal all the people he did David did not have to spare King Saul the man who wanted to kill him Joseph did not have to interpret Potiphar's dream the same man who locked him in prison all three of them had one thing in common and that was a heart filled with God's love and not the love that this world gives. Because there's a difference. God's love is selfless. The world's love always expects something in return. And this is where a lot of Christians, including myself at times, chip themselves up and catapult themselves into frustration and self-doubt. Because you see, God's love is unconditional and it takes pride in serving others. Whereas the world's love is transactional 
and always want something in return. And the problem us believers tend to have is that we tend to equate our worth based on how much we receive. And when it's not what we expect, our hearts become stony and we feel inadequate. But truth be told, we live in a cold, selfish world and not everyone will have the same heart as you. We've all experienced when we've been kind, shown love and it just hasn't been reciprocated. You don't get the same energy you give out to others. And the feeling of being taken for granted is one that is horrible. It's one that can make you hide in your shell. It's one that can make you withhold your heart and your love because you're scared of being hurt again. But this is where you must choose what interests you more. The approval of men or the approval of God. Building an earthly legacy or building an eternal legacy. Because it's one thing to have power but what you decide to use it for is solely up to you. And it takes great strength to show love without expecting anything in return or when you know the person doesn't really deserve it but after all that's what christ did while he was on earth and that's what god does with us every single day because the bible has told us we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god we will never be deserving of the unconditional love god shows us but thank god for his grace and his mercy and just remember that God tells us in the Bible that as you judge people, so I will judge you. As you show mercy to people, I will show you the same mercy. And it also says, I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. So as I close, I just pray that you will use God's power that works within you to bring him glory, to love and to serve others and build an eternal legacy. Because this earth will fade away. But when it's all said and done, what will you be remembered for? And I hope you use your power to be a blessing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you've been blessed by this message. And just remember that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask for, according to the power that works within us. It's about time you realize that power and you start exercising it for a greater good and bring glory to God. And trust me, he will reward you. Whether it's here on earth or in heaven, it doesn't matter. But what you sow, you will surely reap. And as always, my people, take care and God bless.